Welcome to ADHD Crash Course. Today we have Dr. Tamara Rozier, and she is the author of Your Brain's Not Broken, which is a really great book. She's going to get into some of the tools in that book, going to pick her brain a little bit. And so welcome. Welcome, Tamara. I am thrilled to be here. And I love, love this podcast and what you do. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So there, I don't even know where to begin because there's so many great tools in your book. You mention and you talk about in the book, you go into depth about what is the difference between divergent thinking and convergent thinking? Uh, so, you know, when I was writing the book, uh, I was really nervous. I'm like, you know, people aren't writing about convergent and divergent thinking, but it, it's really affecting us. Yeah. And so <clears throat> I had a couple moments in the book of, okay, just because no one's writing about it doesn't mean you shouldn't put it in your book. And I, I had to kind of get over myself, my own little fear there. And Convergent Divergent Thinking was one of those chapters. It turned out to be a really popular chapter with readers. Um, But here's what Convergent Divergent Thinking is. If you think of the gas pedal and the brake pedal, um, Divergent Thinking is the gas pedal in a car. You're just rearing down the highway. It's fast thinking. It's multidimensional. And I'll explain more about that in a second. And then there's um, Convergent, and that's the brake. It's yeah. like, whoa, whoa, slow it down. Let's do A, B, C. I married the brakes. Oh, well, you know what? Good good on you, right? Think so about nice. it. So yeah, nice. your trash gets out on time, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. I don't even know what day. I've got to go ask. I think it's Thursday. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Right. Okay. So you just modeled convergent, divergent marriage <laughs> because the convergent task is everything boils down to one right answer. The trash goes out on Thursday. Right. And you're like, mm, I'm not sure when it goes out. That's because you have this great person you're married to going, that's okay. I know it. I'm I'm probably an expert at convergent thinking. Yes. Now, none of this has to do with intelligence, really. It just is a different style. I'm glad you say that because I feel like sometimes that's the impression, right? Like, <clears throat> oh, it's an intelligence thing. Uh, well, okay. Here's the sad thing. Uh, well, let me explain divergent thinking. Let's put a pin in that because I really want to come back to that observation. Yeah. Um, I think it's very important. Um, so divergent thinking is where we take one idea and blow it up into a trillion pieces. Yeah. So if I say to you, look at this coat hanger, what could we use it for? And you're like, Tamara, hold my beer while I tell you, right? And you could come up with trillions of ways and you'll look like a genius. Right. The problem with ADHD folks is we so prefer the divergent thinking that we don't do the convergent. So the convergent task, as one of my clients would say, is all the boring stuff in the world, right? Um, Taking a math quiz, that's convergent. There's a right answer. Essays, writing an essay in school is divergent, right? Who was good at writing essays? I was because that's divergent. I would just pull any old crap. And get rewarded for it. Yes. My, my professors would go, we can't believe she added this and this and this. I'm like, and I didn't know about divergent thinking back then, but I'm like, yeah, I'm just pulling crap from anywhere. Right. And it's that connected. looked like genius in yeah. that moment. Mm-hmm. But if I try to use my divergent thinking on my math, that's right. not really appreciated. Yeah. So we have to, those of us with ADHD, we have to understand we really prefer divergent thinking and- we we really don't want to do the convergent because it's boring. 
It is so even like yesterday, I volunteered at field day for one of my kids. And I was in a group yeah. like, you're gonna they're like, okay, so you guys, are you okay with keeping score? And I thought, oh my gosh, like urgent. <laughs> yes, don't make me a pay attention and keep right. track of the points. Thankfully, I was paired with someone who was solid on that. And I was the one that came up with the windbreaker for the cup pyramid that kept falling. I'm like, okay, let's figure out how to like block the wind and so they can still make these cup pyramids without them blowing over. And like, that was more my jam. You have to do both even on field day. Yep. But do you see like, you're like, no, no, no. I'll solve the creative problems here. So this has nothing going back to what you said. This has nothing to do with intelligence. Mm -hmm. It's a preference on how we want to use our brains. Absolutely. But I'm going to tell you K through 12, I felt like the dumbest girl in the world. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure some of my teachers wondered if I was because I doodle in class. Yes. Um, now, remember, you, you when you introduced me, there's doctor in front of my name, right? Yes. PhD. I'm saying this not because <laughs> I'm egocentric here, but I want you guys to know I still don't really know that my left from my right hand. Right. A lot of divergent people don't. Yes. Right. And so like, here's this little girl in third grade and someone says, put it on your upper, your name on the upper left-hand corner. And she's making the sign of L. And then my little brain goes, well, you know, the L could be both ways. If I, I remember my thinking the same thing with the hand of the L, I'm like, those are both L's. Like, those are both L's. <laughs> you got to give me something else. <laughs> right. Divergent thinkers think like that. Yeah. And so there's times when we can look like a genius And there's times when we can look like idiots. And that's why this isn't really about IQ. This is really about what kind of thinking is asked when. Now, my ability to think convergently is very poor. Mm -hmm. I know this. I, my daughter uh, is our office manager at the ADHD center. She's the only kid in the family who doesn't have ADHD. And she does things so effortlessly. She does all these convergent tasks. Last night, one of our coaches had a medical emergency and had to reschedule. And she texted me and said, hey, I have this. Can can you reschedule all my clients? And um, of course, we're going to do that. We're going to help out people whenever we can. Normally, she would do it. But, you know, it was a situation. But immediately, that's a convergent task. Immediately, my brain floods like, I'm never going to be able to do this. (laughs) And my daughter, who's home from the su- for summer because she's still finishing up her undergrad, said, I'll, I'll just figure it out. It's fine. Right. And my head went to, there's thousands of clients. And she's like, there's seven. Like, oh, I feel you. <laughs> right? So convergent thinking, I immediately almost have this fear of convergent thinking. Right. So it's like. And I'm hearing, like, I, I totally identify with that. It's a preference, but there's emotions attached to these preferences that yes. really exacerbates it. Right. Yeah. Right. But like when you're like, hey, let's create something with a wind. Your brain's like, okay, we're going to do this. It's humming. And, it, you it know, it's, yeah. <laughs> we're going to see how creative we can be. Right. Right. It's so true. Yeah. Where I was like, oh, the thought, like I did, I felt this, this, anxiety rise up all these intense competitive little kiddos wanting me to keep track of how many hoops go over the cone I was already signed off yeah oh one time um someone asked me to be a linesman at you know a middle school soccer game and all you have to do is stand there and wave a flag if the ball goes over it's an easy job I'm telling you you're very urgent 
I'm like, no, I'll pass. Oh yeah. Because I, that would mean I had to, I would have to watch the game. You would have to attend to every moment. I got roped into it in volleyball one time. They <laughs> never asked me again. They were like, even the ref was like, seriously? I'm like, I'm pretty sure that was in. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, honestly, my worst nightmare is of being a ref. Absolutely. Absolutely. But a judge would be okay for me. Because if you read like, by the way, I have this nerdy thing. I like when there's big um, Supreme Court cases. I love reading the decisions. I think it's incredible writing and it's divergent thinking. Um, Well, it's actually both woven together and it's really beautiful. And tell me more. um, Yeah. Well, this is a nerdy little hobby. I like the nerdy stuff. (laughs) In U.S. uh, Supreme Court cases, you have the, every judge will write a ruling Mm -hmm. and give their reasons. And you have the winning side. And those are interesting to me because I want to go, how did you come up with this? Right. But then the dissenting ones are the ones that make me go, oh, wow. Right. And the dissenting ones kind of go, in my opinion, and maybe there's a law professor listening to you going, eh, that's not really accurate. But in my opinion, it's much more uh, divergent and they're weaving in like, well, if you consider these things, I'm like, I haven't. And right. so um, it's really, I mean, do you see the difference? Like, Definitely. You, you it's not your... concrete. You're looking at ethics. You're looking at like. Yes. Well, can you hear it from this point of view? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I have surgeons who come and see me for ADHD coaching and they're darn good surgeons in their field. Right. And they'll tell you because they have the ego of a surgeon, <laughs> but um, they're good, but they're, they're good enough at convergent to let their divergent fly free. Okay. So both of the surgeons that I work with have pioneered new ways of doing things. Okay. That's divergent thinking. Right. Right. And so, I mean, obviously we need both. Unfortunately, we need both. Unfortunately, I agree. We need yep. both. So what's a, what's a brain to do? Well, okay. So in my book, I talk about this um, and thanks for reading the book. I love, I love when I'm talking with people who read the book. Um, it just shows like, as a interviewer, you work hard and I, I love that. So I, I just love the book you. and it really, for everybody listening, it's, it's a good one. There is full of, of tools. Uh, thanks. Well, in the book, I talk about some of the traps, those of us with ADHD fall into. And so one of the traps is I said, I have feelings about ADHD or about, uh, conversion thinking. So I'm just going to avoid it. Yes. And I'm going, la, 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 la. And let's just say Tamara did that the first 40 years of her life. I'm just here by the grace of God because (laughs) I don't even know how I made it through life. I was so avoiding convergent work. Right. Um, As one does. As one does. I made it a job. So that, that is our first trap that we fall into. Mm -hmm. And so for your listeners out there. I really, really want to encourage you, like, convergent is hard, but just set time aside each day to go, yep, this is hard. I'm going to have to do this. And I think that acknowledging that it's hard is surprisingly helpful. Like just saying, because I think a lot of us feel like it shouldn't be hard. Like, oh, this is, you know, what adults do. This should be easy. But just acknowledging this is hard for my brain. And off we go. We're going to slug through this one. 
So let me pause here. Do you think your listeners have a good understanding of convergent versus divergent? With this explanation, I do. I think this- Okay, I just want to make check-in because sometimes I get excited and go too fast. Yeah, I think you gave some great examples of it. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I want to tell you something cute that my office manager daughter said to me. We're we're doing this new testing at uh, the ADHD center. That's going to be great. Great for our clients, great for our- our um, therapist, all that, but we're trying to figure out the logistics of it. Mm-hmm. And it's actually convergent and divergent together because Ooh. problem solving is both. Right. And my, my, my daughter just looked and she put her fingers to her temples and went, I get it. I get why you're tired all the time. I said, <laughs> why? She goes, you're just problem solving all day. Oh, I love that. <laughs> and, and you know, she's 21 and, you know, she's still in school. She's like, school is looking way easier now because mm-hmm. I'm not problem solving. So true. It it's is so, true. so, yeah, it's so funny because that's what's exhausting is we were going back, like back and forth through logistics through, but to implementing something brand new. So there's nothing we can rely on. It was divergent. Yes. And we had to choose a path that's divergent, choosing a path. Mm-hmm. But then logistics was proving that the path works. Right. It's it's exactly the example you're talking about with the gas and the brakes. If you ever try to drive in trafficy, congested areas, it's Ooh. so much more exhausting yes. than like just hitting yeah. the highway at 65. Yep. yep. Yeah. And so it was funny when she's like, I get why you're tired all the time. Yes. And so I do want you to know problem solving is tiring for both people, for both ADHD and non-ADHD. Right. That's when you're tapping into both. Yeah. And, and that's the gas brakes, gas brakes. And that's just hard driving, like you said, on mm-hmm. the highway. But I was, we could tell, like, I was leaning towards divergent, like, well, what's possible? Yes. And she's like, but what's probable? Oh, Lord. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so she, and so we were really helping each other. It was really good. Yeah. Um. So it's, it's amazing how ADHD people will fall into the pit of, I'm just going to avoid all convergent. Right. And, or some people fall into the pit of, I'm a genius. I'm a divergent genius. I shouldn't have to do any convergence. That is for the peons, the convergent yes, peons. That is for the, the mere mortals that walk among me. <laughs> I literally have clients like that. Yeah. Um, I, I have a lot of clients when you talk about like the want to stay on divergent that um, when it comes to thinking of jobs and possibilities of jobs, it's so difficult because it's only possibility and coming back to the convergent of like, okay, so what yeah. actually steps could we take? What actually is probable? It's tough. Okay. And that is exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, a lot of times those of us with ADHD have problems with task initiation. Right. And task initiation is off, is often crossing into convergent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like how do I work with, I want to stay in divergent land. Yes. Convergent is breaking it down into the first step. Yeah. Divergent has a lot more sparkle. Like, and I think that's part of the, it's like, oh, jazz hands. Yeah, right? jazz hands. <laughs> jazz hands. I love that. <laughs> right. And then it's like, okay, at some point you got to like shift from the sparkle to the, you know, the right. steps. Right. Which, which I, I want to tell you sucks and I'm not good at it. Right. 
Absolutely. I mean, the amount of time I can screw up, I can screw up a calendar so easily. Um, so before we hit record, you said, how long do you have? And I'm sure you saw on my face that I was doing like splitting and atom. Like, I don't know. I have to look. And then I'm doing math, like travel time and all this. Yes. Right. Again, guys, I have a PhD and yet it takes me that long to do convergent thinking. I understand exactly because it is, it's it's kind of, it's working through it almost mechanically versus like the feel of it. Yeah. And do you get why some of us feel really dumb? I mean, so we feel dumb because conversion is so hard for us. Yeah. And so think, go back to third grade when everyone else can remember to put their name on their paper. I remember being in like a circle uh, and they were trying to ask questions to give us candy and it was a bunch of Halloween trivia. And I just kept getting them wrong. I just kept getting the questions wrong. They were convergent type questions like dates and days of the week or whatever. It was supposed to be fun and it wasn't even supposed to be difficult. And we all knew it wasn't supposed to be difficult. And yet it was. I felt so stupid because it was, yes. she had gone through a couple questions before it was like, okay, how about this? And I was like, hey, I hear that. And that breaks my heart because you know what? I have that mem- I I have a similar memory too, where right. you're like, why am I a step behind everyone else? Yes. Yeah. And clearly talking to you, I know you're intelligent and I know you're gifted. And yet the third grade version of you is like, I yeah. want a piece of candy. And that teacher was trying to be kind. Oh, she was trying her hardest. She's trying, she was trying to throw you a bone there. And you're just like, like still not getting it. And it, it, right. it's, it's why so we feel stupid all the time. Mm-hmm. So true. Um, and it, it hurts. And it usually starts around second or third grade. Mm-hmm. And that's when we kind of really, our theory of mind kind of starts to develop in a way where self and others kind of, we start to separate ourselves from others. Right. And then we start to compare and go, I'm not as smart. By the way, I never memorized my multiplication tables in third grade, like a oh, normal kid. Brutal. That was brutal. I was in 11th grade, still doing the nine times six trick on your fingers. Yes. But I'd have to do it under the desk because I'm so embarrassed. Yeah, the rote memory stuff is brutal. Why? We don't, our short term memory is not good. Right. And our working right. memory is not good. And, but I didn't understand that as a kid. So I just assumed I was stupid. Right. Like so now many throw, of us. Yeah. Now throw into the fact that my whole family was ADHD. So they just thought this was normal. Right. And I'm trying to make it into, a normal world. I didn't wear a watch. We didn't have I we didn't have phones back then that you carried with you for right. time. And so I was kind of a clueless kid mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah, we have to do both. Is it kind of an emotional regulation demand to do the <laughs> convergent thinking? Is that a piece of this? Or that's a great question. Uh Yes, because we do have big feelings. Mm-hmm. We have big feelings about convergent. Right. Right. Um, you know, and, and let's remind readers, like readers, <laughs> you have listeners, I have readers, we'll get it. Um, <laughs> so just reminding your listeners that convergent thinking, like unloading the dishwasher, doing the laundry, like there's not a creative way to do that. Right. And so that's why we don't like it. There's like a right answer to it. Yeah. Um, I have, I have clients who they're salespeople 
the part of the job they almost get fired for are the sales reports that they, that they have to oh, file. So true. Yes. For doctors, it's charting. Yes. I've worked with therapists that have not gotten paid. I mean, like the huge consequences for it, but it's brutal to slug through all the documentation. And it's convergent thinking. Right. It's boiling what happened in that session into a couple sentences. Yeah. Right. That so is helps worth- you think scheduling it in, admitting it's tough. Yeah. Paying I, attention to our emotions. Right. Yeah. So I think the first step is to acknowledge this is a convergent task and I have big feelings about this yeah. and I wish it'd go away. I think there's a lot of comfort in just acknowledging that. This yeah. is a I, drag. Yeah. This is kind of a drag. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some people are like, well, just sandwich it between something good and something bad. I, I'm not a big proponent of that. Well, and one person uh, told me, she was just really funny. She's like, yeah, I just eat the bread. I don't, (laughs) metaphorically, you know, if she's going to sandwich something, she's like, I just want the bread. Like, I'm going to drop Why, why wait? Right? It's true. Yeah. So that's not really going to work. Um, I think really developing a system for, I have 20 minutes, I'm going to do this convergent task in 20 minutes. If it takes longer, I'll schedule another time, but like literally schedule it, name it. Like I will do this boring as heck task for this 20 minutes and then move on. And it, at least it kind of like puts it into this space. Yes. I love it. Cause that's capped, right? Like, yeah. you, you know, how our brains are, it's like this boring task that will take me five hours and I can, and it's like, okay, I'm only doing 20 minutes. I, I think there is an, I could do this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then a lot of times people will hit flow and they're like, oh, well, I ended up doing more. Right. Okay. I like that. And I love this discussion. I think it kind of leads us into like another great tool in your book when we're talking about this emotions and the, like just acknowledging these emotions is, and I think maybe it was the emotional health ladder that you talked about in your book, which I liked a lot. Would would you tell us a bit about it? Yeah. Um, so that was another thing I hadn't seen written about anywhere, but I thought, you know, ADHD people, we've got, we've got to do better because that then just, by the way, when I talk about my ADHD, it's not a gift or a curse. It's a difference Absolutely. that is misaligned with the world. <laughs> Absolutely. Because you get that argument sometimes. Well, if, if we were in the wild and it's like, yeah, we probably just rock it, but we're not in the wild. Right. We're but we're not. Or- so, yeah. So stop pretending you are. Yeah. <laughs> so so when I approach this as I have all the skill set that isn't really appreciated, yes. um, I really have to just understand how do I keep adapting to the world? Yeah. And I know people don't always like that. They're like, well, we should change the world. Hey, I don't have the luxury of having a maid though. <clears throat> so someone still needs to do my laundry. Yes. And it's me. <laughs> right. No, for, definitely. I really agree with that point. Cause I feel like, yeah, let's do our part in awareness, but the world, yeah. if it's changing, will change over some generations, right? I got to yeah. live in this generation. Let me figure I out. I feel how to like do you're it. an L. Yes. And by the way, I don't think it, there's ever been an easier time to have ADHD and be successful. Yeah, I think because of technology, 
I mean, yeah. my iPhone's going to tell me when to leave uh, to travel to my office today. Siri, remind me. Like, okay, I love Apple. I don't, here's why they make it easy yes. to use their products, right? If I can raise my phone and go, Siri, remind me this. It's the closest thing I'll have to a maid, right? So remember, you need to do this. Thank you, Siri. I tend to say thank you because who knows when well, she's going to- That's only get- polite. Yeah, it's only mm-hmm. polite. Who knows when she's going to gain awareness and I don't know. <laughs> so, sorry, that was just an ADHD joke, joke, <laughs> not an AI scare. Um, <laughs> but anyway, back to the latter. The reason that philosophy is so important is we can either look at our ADHD and not manage ourselves- But when we don't manage ourselves, we get unhealthier and unhealthier and unhealthier. Right. And so it's when we take responsibility for our emotions. It's when we take responsibility for our actions, we start to climb the ladder and we get healthier. Right. And so at the bottom of the ladder, we're like snarling. Well, you, you made me do this because of this and our relationships are broken. And towards the top of the ladder, um, we're unmesswithable. Yeah. So at the top of the ladder, when I say we're, that we're unmesswithable, what that means is I'm putting a nicer word mess instead of the normal F word I would put in there. Um, Cause I'm trying to keep it PG for your, your listeners. Right. But um, I, I, I just kind of heard one of your listeners kind of working it out in their head, like, Oh, I get what she's talking about. <laughs> but to be unmesswithable is to like you're in control of your emotions. So if someone comes up and says, Hey, you're a big fat head. You're like, okay, like that's not, that's more about you than me, isn't it? Right. And so you're, you're managing your emotions where you're not reactive and you can, and the top of the ladder is this like beautiful point. I'm not there all the time, by the way, guys, but at the top of the ladder, I'm like calm. And if someone calls me a big fat head, I'm like, wow, that's really you, not me. Yes. Like it's about your behavior. Your bad behavior isn't even about me. I have no need to respond to this. Right. That's like a very aware kind of centered place. Yes. Yes. Um, and at the bottom, it, even in towards the middle, you're like, well, you did this. I have to teach you a lesson. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're still reacting there. You're still reactive in any, by the way, um, to your listeners, anytime you have, well, I need to teach them a lesson that is egocentrism. Mm-hmm. And that means you're trying to teach them. I, I, maybe you can help me with my words, like teach them a lesson, but it it's, it's very arrogant that you're it's from like a retaliation them. place, right? Like it's not from a, yeah. like, let's be curious about what we need here. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Towards the top of the ladder. Curious. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. so let's use this ladder, like in a bank example, example, I'll just divide the ladder up into, we have um, more rungs, but just in the top, middle and lower. Mm-hmm. So I walk into the bank do, 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 and, the, and the lady teller is just mean to me. Just bang, 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 bang. it just makes me feel gross. Right. If I'm at the bottom, I am going to explode. Right. Um. By the way, you, um, I just had a client who yelled at a McDonald's worker last week because there's no hand soap in the oh, bathroom. Geez. He had asked for hand soap. And it, it was just this, she ended up yelling F you in for front the of a child. Oh, geez. Yes. 
and did and said, well, you know, customer service is very important to me. Oh wow! I'm like, cool story. <laughs> Guess what? You were at the bottom of the ladder. Yes, and, and probably and probably sometimes the bottom of the ladder can turn in on yourself too, right? Like, excellent, high emotion. Excellent, rate. I love it. You're right there with me. Yeah, and sometimes, so some of us explode outwardly, and others kind of implode. Right. And so this person was an exploder outwardly. So if I were in the middle of the ladder and I was at the bank and the woman was kind of cranky, I'd be like, well, I'm just going to be short back to her and just teach her. She shouldn't teach me like that. You know, blah, blah, blah. It, it's still, I'm not blowing up. I'm not yelling F you, but I'm still kind of not managing my emotions. I'm being reactive, although at a lower level. Right. And at the top of the ladder, I'm like, well, that's too bad. And I leave it at the bank door. I don't think about it. I don't have to come home and tell 10 people about it. It's that. Oh, I love that you said I don't have to tell 10 people of that. Because that is uh, such a common thing about like needing to be affirmed. Like you're not going to believe what happened. Yeah, It's like we can't do it for ourselves sometimes. And we seek a lot of that. And I've seen that in myself and it annoys me. Yeah. Well, it's funny because, <laughs> and I have it too, right? Like I'll say to my husband, am I wrong here? Yes. You know how there's um on Reddit, like, am I, am I the a-hole here? <laughs> um, you know, I do that to my husband. Like, was I like being, oh, in our family, we call it uh survival thinking or balanced thinking. Oh yeah. Survival like thinking is kind of at the ba- bottom of the ladder. We're just kind of clawing for what's ours is survival of the fittest. Right. Um, Balance thinking is, I, I actually consider the other human in the room, right? Right, And I don't have to be right. I don't have to. In fact, at the very top of the ladder, okay, and again, guys, I'm not always there. I might go, it looks like you're having a bad day. I hope that your day gets better, right? Because mm-hmm. I can see it's not about me. The middle of the ladder and the lower level, it's all about me. Right. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's that's so true. about 80, Yeah. We tend to think things are all about us. It's That's true. painful for me to say because I'm speaking about myself. Mm-hmm. It's I, that top of the ladder requires a few things, right? It requires that kind of cognitive flexibility of like thinking about some other possibilities here. Yes. And then slowing yeah. down, like slowing down the emotions, it's, slowing it, down the response. Uh, right. Hard. I mean, and that's, that's why, you know, I want, I want people to really understand, like, I'm not at the top of the ladder all the time. Right. Right. I would imagine like all of us are moving up and down the ladder. All the time. We went to the Taylor Swift concert a couple weeks ago. Oh, good for you. I was, which was beautiful and so fun. But before that, I was lost <laughs> in downtown Atlanta. We had some mishaps and I might have fallen entirely off the ladder. I had the wrong address. We're driving around downtown Atlanta. Someone in my car had like a complete bathroom emergency. There was nowhere to stop. There were people everywhere. I was entirely lost trying to find a very specific parking lot. I mean, it was such a reaction. (laughs) I might have been dangling off the ladder. (laughs) Dangling. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and think about it. That's kind of a convergent hell because you're just like, you have to find the right legal spot because by the way, the divergent people in us, we can find illegal spots all day. Exactly. That was, Tamara, that's exactly what it was. I had prepaid because you had to for a certain lot. Yeah. So I had to get to this one lot. It was like 
my convergent nightmare. <laughs> I, it was. And, and here's the thing. Those moments drag us down to the ladder. And so yeah. being at the bottom of the ladder, like I, I confess I've been at the bottom of the ladder. Yes. I try not to live there. And so I try to climb up the ladder as fast as I can and recover. Right. And, and apologize. Like I did. I told my girls, like, I'm sorry. I was sorry. I mom went off the deep end. Yeah. I just had to apologize. Uh, one of our daughters is home from college and I had to apologize to her because I was getting overwhelmed. Yes. We just had, um, we just adopted two dogs and they weren't, neither of them were fixed. And so the female went into heat. Oh, and wow. so I'm spending my time putting a diaper on a dog and then the male is doing all the things that males do because he wasn't fixed. And, you know, we have appointments. Um, it, it's all working out. But I was getting so frustrated. Like, I just wanted not to put be putting diapers on a dog. Yes. And I got snappy with her. And that was me kind of creeping down the ladder. I was impatient with my environment, mm -hmm. right? Because as we go down the ladder, I, I lose patience with my surroundings. Absolutely. At the top of the ladder, I'm like, Stuff happens. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Yeah. Of course, everyone's going to have to put diapers on a dog eventually. <laughs> I mean, that's not true, but you know what I mean? You just kind of have a, this is okay. Instead, right. I'm like, this is my life. I can't believe this life. I'm so ticked. <laughs> I really feel that. I, I'm sorry if I have too much information with the dog. <laughs> but I had never experienced anything like this with a dog before. Yeah, so. that sounds like a complete oh. overwhelm moment. I could see that. So yeah, I think it is, I love the model of thinking about that and thinking about us moving up and down and just having more awareness yes. about where yeah. we are. And the book goes into so much more detail yes. than what we talked about. But um, it, I think it gave your listeners enough to kind of envision like, because I think kind of intuitively, once we understand this letter, we can understand, like, can admit I'm not at the top of the ladder. If I'm yelling F you to a McDonald's employee, <laughs> nailing life here. <laughs> and, and by the way, she kept going, but I was right. Like, were okay, you? Okay, then. So it wasn't like the awareness was not happening. It wasn't. Right. It really wasn't. But I was right. You know, I was right. I wanted to wash my hands. Right. It was after a soccer game. You're like, I'm like, cool. But you might have been right but your behavior was at the bottom of the ladder. And, I, and that's actually why I wrote the ladder because a lot of ADHD people do go through life like, but I was right. She kind of deserved it. I, you're, you're right on. I think it's, it's the justifying or the shame game, right? Like we have this big emotional reaction because I'm just a non-adult horrible person. Yet it's, it's one or the other. There's a big um, villain. Yeah. And that's exactly it. So, you know, in this person, uh, you know, lives in New York. And she said to me, well, you're, you live in the Midwest. People are all nice to each other in the Midwest. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's sure. But, but there's this thing, like, I think culturally yelling F you at someone is not at the top of the ladder. I think we can make this argument. I, I think so. We could say yeah. in any state in, in the U.S., it's I still think it's bad for yeah. I, I get it. I'm super nice. I'm mid from the Midwest. I get it. But they are nicer people. <laughs> well, only in the summer. In the winter, just don't talk to us. Okay, that's good to know. That's good. Yeah. We're we're pale. We're we're wrinkled from the dryness. We're huddling down, just waiting for April. But now we're all almost manic in right. our excitement for 
I see leaves. It's just lovely. So I love that tool. I love that awareness. And I'm sure like in your book, there's more probably in like specific tools to help move you on the ladder. Yes. Yeah. And there's specific things will help you move up, help you move down, Uh, not help you move down. (laughs) You don't need help moving down. You'll just do it all by yourself. If you want a wild Um, adventure, if you hate McDonald's, you can move down. I hate McDonald's. Yeah. Um, But, but the ladder is kind of not to shame people, but for them to go, where am I? Right. And how can I move up? Yeah. Because I don't think you can't, right. You can't really take control of that. If you, if you have to jump off of it as soon as you see it, right? Like, and if it's yes. a whole story attached to it. Oh. Right. So yeah, and you're right. We we write the story. I love your insights. I write the story that backs up. Well, I don't like how that lady looked at me. And if she had gotten the soap, and by the way, it sounded like the lady was trying to help. Poor thing. I, I think the McDonald's lady, if you're out there, we're sorry. Yeah, <laughs> sorry well, here's happened. the thing. I'm like, I just said, how, how old was she? Because I'm like, oh my gosh, you're not yelling at a teenager, are you? She goes oh. like, no, she's in her 40s. Oh gosh. And so she's a 40-year-old working at McDonald's. How, how, do, how well do you think things are going for her right now? Right. Do you and think I'm not she's making enough to deal with you? Exactly. Do you think she has enough to go, hey, I, I love my job. And so I'm going to go home happy if this person's... No, I don't, yeah. I don't think that that's happening. Right. So I... I and by the way, at the top of the ladder, we're living out our values. At the yeah. bottom of the ladder, we're like, screw our values. <laughs> sure, I appreciate kindness, but not here. Right. So. Pure reaction. There's not There's not pause at the bottom of the ladder. And, and I created the ladder because I was seeing so many of my clients unaware of their actions. They didn't have a roadmap to right. go, I don't want to be this. Right. right? So. And I do think, too, like... I, and I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think the emotional regulations included in the diagnostic criteria at this point in the U.S. So it's like I feel like the whole emotional regulation, like, yeah, like it's yeah. what we know to be true, but I don't know that it's like systematically addressed in supporting ADHD. No. So um, I go to this conference called Absard. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in Florida over my birthday. So um, I live in Michigan, Florida, January. It's a no brainer oh, nice. for me to attend. Um and it's it's a very scholarly, almost kind of medical conference about ADHD. Okay. Um, I enjoy it. It's it's hard research, but sometimes I leave that conference feeling depressed. Yeah. Because everyone's sitting up on stage speaking very clinically about how these poor suckers can't manage their emotions well. Or how these poor suckers, and they don't, obviously, they don't speak like that. That's what I hear. And there's sometimes I want to raise my hand, like there's some of us in the audience. right? <laughs> um, but the research on ADHD is so sad. And, and the reason I'm bringing this up is if you have listeners who are doing anything, like getting out of bed, looking halfway like a grown-up, that's nailing life. Yes. Yeah. Because you know what the research says? Our brains are working against us almost all the time. And yet, look at us. We still show up and we make things happen. And that's why I really just want to help people understand, like, it's hard to be ADHD. Yeah. It just is. But look what you're doing. Right. Somehow, you're pulling off normal adult. 
Yes. And all, you know, people go, well, if you followed me, you wouldn't think I was a normal adult. I'm like, no, if you followed me, you think I was Lucille Ball <laughs> in a chocolate factory. But sorry, that's a very old reference. I love that everybody is. knows that reference, right? Like that's Okay, that good, good. But somehow I'm pulling off looking like an adult yeah. when my brain is actively working against me sometimes. So I think so and many of us feel like I, imposters that way. Yeah. And so to your listeners with ADHD, I just want them to know, like, you're a freaking hero. Yes. I love that. If you got out of bed, one, getting out of bed, I don't know about you, but getting out of bed it's not easy. is, I found a great way for ADHD people to get out of bed. Two things. One, have a 130 pound dog jump on you oh and tell you it's time to wake up, wake up really fast <laughs> and with minor bruises or to hear a dog retching. Those oh, two that will get, get me, me on my feet so before fast. I'm awake. I, it's done it before in yeah. my house. I'll be like, I'm on my feet. Like what's happening? Yeah. So, you know, waking up for us is very hard and yet we do it. Yeah. So before I really knew I had ADHD, I used to assign myself grown up points. They were imaginary points, but I would say to myself, you don't feel like going to work today, but you get 700 million grown up points if you do. I'd be like, well, I guess I'll do it. Yeah. Unfortunately, then I'd stop at Culver's on the way home and go, well, you earned 700 million po- grown up points. Might as well cash them in at Culver's. Well, grown ups are allowed that to get their own not ice a healthy- cream. <laughs> <laughs> they are. Yes. Right? I, you don't have to wait around for that. Yeah. Except, you know, I'm getting older and I'm writing checks my body can't cash. So I had to stop rewarding myself. You want your listeners to really like, I know, I know so many of them are feeling beat down. Yeah. And I love your podcast because you're positive without being false. Thank like you're you. not going, you're great. You're super. You're like, no, no, life's tough, girl. Thank you for that. Cause I do think that that's such a, for a lot of us, uh, oh, I can't even put it into words. It's like a very empty encouragement. Like, this is amazing. Like, this is all roses. Cause yeah. that doesn't You're really super. You. Yeah. No. Like, you are and super. And this is tough. And life is hard as heck. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's, I, that's something I think you've, you've struck the right, the good balance between true encouragement and how do we do this resilient thing? Because, it's hard. It is hard. Life with ADHD is harder. Yeah. Just like acknowledging that like convergent task is harder. I think just acknowledging that some of this is difficult yeah. can be empowering. I, I know some people feel the opposite about it, but I see it as empowering. Like, yeah, this has been pretty hard that we've been doing. Yeah. Go us. Yeah. Well, yes. And, you know, I have a friend who's an MD who works with ADHD folks. And he's like, if you were watching a marathon, who would you be rooting for? The person missing a leg and still running the marathon? Or, you know, the person who can just do it with ease? All of our hearts are going towards the underdog. Guys, we're the underdog. (laughs) Like, why are we rooting for ourselves? Yeah. I know you have somewhere to be and we're like getting to the very end of our hard stop. So I really, I loved having you on and talking to you in hearing all of your great knowledge and tips. And um, I know everybody, it's going to be really a valuable episode for everyone. Well, thank you. And I really love what you're doing uh, with your podcast. So keep it up. Thank you so much. Now I know people are going to want to find you, of course, if they haven't already, how can they do that? Okay. So if you go to TamaraRozier.com, that will bring you to my author's page for the book. Mm -hmm. Um, I also run the ADHD Center of West Michigan 
And that's at www.miadhd.com. Okay, perfect. And I'll have those links in the show notes so people can find those easily. And you have a new book coming or is it time to talk about that? Or are we, is I, I do. Um, it's not done yet. And so I have a bit of anxiety. So if you're picking up like, oh, she just got a little anxiety in her voice. Yeah, that's because, you know, it's it's not done yet. Um, so I have to have it delivered, you know, all done by September. Okay. Um, it's on ADHD and families. Ooh. And because ADHD is highly hereditary. And you know this, um, we kind of bounce off each other Absolutely. when there's two ADHD people in the room. We four, do three two or four. Things. Yep. We kind of link up. Like you and I speak the same language. Yep. We speak ADHD fluently. Um, yep. I know when someone's interviewing me and they're not ADHD, I'm like, oh, less divergent, more convergent, Tam. <laughs> right? I love that you can, um, that so you can rein that in. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. No, no. I only think I can read it in. So let's let's just be clear on what I'm saying here. Um, but uh, yeah, and so the book is about how do we live in love together? And in a lot of ADHD people, really, they, they have loving families, but they get kind of broken along the way yeah. just with absurd behavior. So right. it's not a parenting book. It's for anyone who finds themselves in an ADHD family. That sounds awesome. I will be looking oh. for that and, and we'll have more. We're going to have you back on and maybe it'll be a little closer to that coming out. Now it's really out there, Tamara. Well, yeah. Well, and yeah, that's part of the problem. I wrote your brains out broken thinking no one would ever read it. And so I was just kind of writing it as a love letter to people I, you know, clients I'll never meet. Is that thinking, the best though? Like you, it's so sincere and obviously sincere because that's like, yeah, no. I literally wrote it like no one was going to read it. Then I panicked once people were reading. I'm like, oh, I've said too much. That's what makes it good. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah, it was really difficult because yeah. So now that I know I'm trying to stay out of my head and that's write tough. it yeah. out of love, like I did the first time. So yeah, that's awesome. Well, I can't wait to see it. And thank you. Thank you so much oh, you. for being here this morning. I, I really, well, it was great to have you on. Well, you're wonderful and we'll hang out again. Perfect. <laughs>